0: We have weekly engaging conversations with today's most influential thought leaders and entrepreneurs as they discuss their successes, failures, tipping points, and other priceless information that you can apply immediately after listening. And welcome to the show. Good to have you right here. It is Ambitious Radio, hosted by our friend Doug Parker, talking about entrepreneurship and leadership while interviewing interesting people and what makes them ambitious. Now, you know, the show wouldn't be possible without our sponsors, grasshopper.com, the entrepreneur's phone system. You know, most of the time, small business owners need to personally guarantee any loans that their companies take out. That can be kind of tough to do if you have credit issues. So if you have less than perfect credit, go to repairmycreditnow.com for a free credit report evaluation, repairmycreditnow.com. Doug, what do we have going on today?
1: All right, today we're going to be visiting with Mike Moore. When organizations must reach the minds, hearts, and souls of their people, they call Mike. A full-time businessman and communicator to companies like IBM, ExxonMobil, the New York Yankees, and many more, Mike reaches hearts, not just minds. Recently authored a new book called Love God, Hate Church. And uh, Mike, that, that might be a controversial um, subject there, but uh, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me on, Doug. I'm looking forward to it big time.
1: You know, we've been talking for several months, and I'm glad we were able to get our schedules lined up. And I'm I'm so excited. When I was doing a little of the show prep and kind of preparing for it, I just got more and more uh, excited. And and you know, just kind of you know getting to know you a little bit. Um, you know, Richard uh, Amweto introduced us, and I know that he had a Bible study that he was introduced to you at one of uh, one, one at one point with you. And uh, he just couldn't say enough cool stuff about you being a good business guy, but then um, also, you know, you didn't run from your faith and, and those kind of things. So um, let's just kind of talk a little bit about you. I mean, wh- what did I leave out in the intro uh, that, that uh, someone uh, might need to know about you?
2: Well, I thought that was pretty kind what you were saying about me. I mean, you know, I, but here's the thing. I'm a business guy. Right. So, you know, my 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 gift, what I really enjoy doing, Doug, is communicating with people, especially businessmen and women. Right. And I like to, to challenge people's you know paradigms and what they really believe, because what we believe makes us feel a certain way and how we feel we end up with a behavior. And so the reason I wrote this book, Love God, Hate Church, moving past the do's and don'ts was because of this. You can look at a bunch of research, Doug, and you know Pew Research, Rayner Research, George Barna, and they'll tell you that most millennials, you know, that were going to church in high school and maybe st- in college got away a little bit. By the time they're in their late twenties, eighty percent have left the church. Now they haven't left the body of Christ, Colossians one, but they've left the institution because they can't see the authenticity that they're looking for. And they just say, you know what, I can't do this no more. So, you know, you can look at all these research, you know, data and come up with the same thing. But here's one of the things as a business guy that I've been able to do, Doug. And that's, I've traveled to about 35, 36 countries. And I I talk to people, I talk to waiters, I talk to the concierge desk. I talk to doctors, lawyers. I talk to women on, I don't care who you are. I wanna talk to you. You're a human being, right? So I ask questions. I go, hey, so tell me, you know, I was in Macedonia recently. So what do you guys believe about God? You guys have, no, 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 We, we don't go to church. Well, I didn't ask you that. And see, most people think that the place to find God is in church. And what I'm saying, not all, Doug, But most churches, you may have to leave the church to find God. And that's what I've noticed all over the place. So I wrote a book to get people to realize that God's all over the place, man. We we can meet with God at Starbucks, in your own house. And it's not about being part of rules and regulations and restrictions in a country club that I got to do a certain thing for God to accept me. That's why so many people are leaving the church, the institution, and those are the people that I have a heart for. As a business guy, Doug, I'm not a pastor doing this.
1: Well, you know, the interesting thing, when I was uh, you know, this weekend doing a little bit of the prep, I, I was Googling you, and I was watching YouTube videos, and, and some of it was promotion stuff related to the book, and then there were some other things. But interestingly enough, after one of the videos, the automatic um, play of the next video, if you will, with with YouTube – There was a, and I won't say the name of it because it was a kind of a vulgar thing, but it was talking about blank, the church, okay? And it was, or the church of blank, I think is actually what it said. But anyway, um, this guy gets on there and he's ranting about um, how, you know, pastors are running around in jets and they're asking you to sacrifice and all these different things. And it seemed like he had been hurt at some point, you know, by something um, and, and so, you know, I heard you, uh, in one of the videos talking about, you know, having a pint, you know, with, with someone, and you were talking about Martin Luther. So, uh, talk about that a little bit, because that's something that a lot of times people don't really, you know, associate those two things together.
2: You know, it's funny. <laughs> you know, if you, if you, if you Google this, you do the research, you go, okay, why does church, most churches, now listen, we're not talking about all here. But there are 22,000 Christian denominations around the world. That's a lot, okay? So, not all, but most. Do you know why churches start at 10, 10 30 in the morning? Because back in the day, Martin Luther and the boys would be at the pub drinking their favorite ale. And, and they were teaching, you know, the, the next morning and Saturday night. And they go, hey, you know what? We're the ones, we're the head guys in the church. They got to wait on us. So, hey, let's, you know, drink our ale at midnight, one o'clock. When we get up, that's when we'll start church. And so that's why it <laughs> starts at 1030 in the morning. You'll go, go figure, right?
1: Man, that's funny. You know, a lot of people, they don't really associate those kind of things. And I guess, you know, everything in, in moderation, as they say. So, um, so, you know, we, we've got the book and we're going to get really in depth on, on a little bit more of that here in, in the next uh, segment, but, um, can, can, let's talk about professionally now. So when I was researching that, you know, I, I, saw you on, uh, LinkedIn and some of the things, but what is your business? Are you a, are, I can tell you're an influencer, no question about it, but is that your day to day job? Are you just a public speaker? What, what exactly all do you do?
2: Well, that's a good question. So what I do, you know, day to day in a, you know, I started with IBM And I was selling computers and understanding the technology industry and the whole bit. And somebody told me, Mike, get into the finance side of this. So I kind of flipped over and I got into, you know, the financial side of when people like companies like Xerox and Nike and, and, you know, big banks and, you know, Scott Foods and, you know, just these, you know, Disney, these huge companies, they spend millions and millions of dollars on technology equipment well they don't write checks for that they'll go to IBM or Hewlett Packard and they'll say hey I want to buy a million dollars worth of this you know equipment and usually there's a company that comes in between them and buys the equipment for the end user and they do a lease whether it's three years or five years and they put in they put an equity position or take an equity position put a residual value in that equipment They sell the debt, keep the equity. I know this is a lot of terms. A lot of people don't know. It's okay. My point is this. It's a real niche area of finance that I'm involved in. And what I love about it is I get to meet people. I get to talk to people. I get to see what's going on in people's lives. Because for me, here's what most people miss, Doug. In business, it's not about... You know, the knowledge base. Sure, you got to understand, you know, the industry you're in, but it's relationships with people. And that's what people miss out on. It's the relationship side of business that I would love to see Harvard MBA grads talk about or Yale or, or most of these MBA programs. They talk about econometrics and marketing and micro and macroeconomics. And they don't talk about people. Am I dealing with an ex- introvert or an extrovert? Am I dealing with a feeler or a thinker how do I process how is this guy receiving me when I stand before him and i've never met him before is does he want me to listen does he want me to talk I got to know how to relate to people and I think the relationship side of business is missed and so that's kind of one of the things that that I want to focus on matter of fact my second book is about the relationship side of business and, and it's it's called the 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 assassin of the lesser lover and business and God are not antonyms. And I can't wait to get this thing out because it's, it's so different than love God. hate church, sure, got a lot of similar feel to it, but it, it it reaches people in the business world where, Hey, instead of suing each other with attorney attorneys, what if we sat down at a table and prayed about it and just talked like two human beings?
1: You know, that is, Excellent, excellent stuff. And right after this break, we'll hear more from Mike Moore. And uh, we really appreciate you coming on the show today, and we'll hear more about his career pursuits and the ambitious things that he's doing right here on the Ambitious Radio Network.
3: Here's another RepairMyCreditNow.com story.
0: Oh. Ownership. It's the American dream. It's a goal you've always hoped to achieve. You've spent countless weekends looking for the perfect house on the ideal block. The rates are low and you've saved enough for the down payment. Unfortunately, now the mortgage company says there's a little hitch. Okay, let's be honest. It's a gigantic, gargantuan hitch. It's your credit. And it looks like your estimated house payment will be
1: <laughs>
0: a lot more
3: www.repairmycreditnow.com
0: As we get back into the show, let's give a shout out to our great sponsors, all3reports.com. That's all, the number three reports with an S.com. You know, many people check their credit every three to five years when they're financing a home or maybe when they're purchasing a new vehicle, but if there is an issue, it could be too late to do anything about it. So go to all3reports.com to find out more. Speaking of a new vehicle, a wise person once said, lease what depreciates, buy what appreciates. So go to Autoflex Leasing. They offer a better way to lease your next car. America's largest independent leasing company is Autoflex Leasing. Doug? All
1: right, we're back on the Ambitious Radio Network, and we've got Mike Moore. What an exciting interview! Lots of different things that he's looking at stuff, maybe from a different perspective than you might see um, in the day-to-day uh, operations in business nowadays. You know, you hear this separation of church and state and different things, and uh, Mike looks like he's taking a, a quite a different perspective. But um, Mike, let, let me ask you this: So, when we're talking about some of the things that you're doing, what do you do to grow personally?
2: grow personally, so like emotionally or spiritually or physically. I think there, you know, we're talking about the whole man. Can you be more specific for me, Doug?
1: Sure. So I would say that definitely um, you know, just in, in this world we live in, you can get run down. Okay, you've got to build yourself up. You're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. You, you know, you hear sometimes. But what are things do you do? Any kind of you know meditation? Do you do any things that kind of build you up and help you grow um, to kind of sustain getting through the day to day activities of life?
2: Yeah. So the first thing, personally, that I do, I like to read the scriptures in the morning. I like to read the Psalms, and I like to talk to God. And, you know, I'm assuming people already understand that there's a God, the God I'm talking about is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who sent his son, Jesus, to die on a cross for the sin of the world, was buried and resurrected and seated at the right hand of the Father. That's the God I'm talking about. Why? Because there's a lot of gods out there. So sometimes we got to be a little specific when we talk about God, right? So Mm -hmm. I like to do, I like to do that in the morning, but you know, Doug, what really fires me up is meeting people and Putting the pause button on my life and hitting the play button in your life. And so when I, I want to give you an example, I'm coming back from L.A. and I'm on a plane and I'm sitting next to a guy and he's on his laptop computer. He's doing some work. That's great. So I sit down next to him and I want to talk, you know, that's just the way I'm wired. You know, a lot of people don't. I do. And so I'm one of those guys you probably don't want to sit next to if you want to sleep on a plane. Right. <laughs> so I turn to this guy, I go, hi, I'm Mike. Doesn't look at me, nods his head, and acknowledge he heard me while he's typing. I said, okay, cool. He wants to be alone. So I'm sitting there, you know, a couple seconds go by. I go, so do you live in LA, Dallas, work in, you know, how, what are you going back? He goes, LA, nods his head, keeps going. Obviously he wants quiet space. I can't give it to him. I got to do it one more time. Right? <laughs> so I go to this guy, I said, can I ask you a question? And I look over at him. You know what he said to me that's hilarious? He goes, you're going to anyway. (laughs) (laughs) And I said, what are you passionate about? And he closed his laptop. He turned over and looked at me and he said, are you serious? I said, dead. He goes, okay. He said, butterflies. And I looked at him, I go, now you're jacking with me now. You're making fun of me. He goes, no, wait, you asked me a question and I'm answering you. I go, no, 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 no. Okay, fine butterflies. He go, I said, you're passionate about butterflies. He goes, yes. I go, I'm listening for the next two hours. I learned more about butterflies than I'd ever want to know in my life. The wingspan means something. The veins mean something. How they metamorphosize means something. This guy had one of the largest collections in the United States of dead butterflies. Right. And, and here's what I said to him. I said, you know, something the subject matter about what you're talking to me about wants me, I want to take a nap. I said, but the fact that you're passionate about it is firing me up. And so to answer your question, Doug, yeah, I love reading the scriptures in the morning so I can get, and receive God's unconditional love for me in Christ. That's important for me. Not, hey, Mike, you did the wrong thing. You broke a rule. You should have done this. You didn't do that. You're restricted from that. That's not the God of the universe. I'm talking about a God that forgave all our sin, past, present, and future at the cross once and for all. And I think God gets tired for us revisiting all our sin constantly. We're sin conscious and we need to be forgiveness conscious. And we need to bring that into the marketplace and we need to give that message and that heart to the people in our worlds. So when I meet people on a plane and he tells me he's passionate about butterflies, I listen and I'm in tune. I want to see really what and how in the world. Can you be passionate about something like that? But when I listen, I go, wow, there's something inside you that you've taken butterflies and you're like, I'm going, your passion's blowing me away. So I love to engage with people at a deep level. Not, hey, how you doing? How are you? Hey, uh, what kind of car do you drive? What do you do for a living? We might as well just say, hey, do me a favor. Let's quit all that surface stuff. We ought to just carry our W-2s around with us because that's what we're asking each other as guys, right? we say, hey, just show me your W-2. I wanna see how much you make, I'll show you how much I make, and we'll see who's better, right? That's what we're really doing when we say, what do you do for a living? What does your wife do? Where do you live? What do you drive? Where do you go on vacation? You Take private jets, you fly first class, right? Put all that crap aside, right, Doug? I wanna to get to know the person that's sitting next to me, I'm working with, that I'm selling to, or that's in a five foot vicinity of me standing in a Starbucks line because I can learn something every day from the people that God puts in front of me.
1: So so let's talk about that. So you get a guy, you know, he starts talking about butterflies and, and you know, that's a little bit of a curveball, maybe not what you expected. Um, but have you ever ran into landmines, you know, when you're talking to somebody? So you, you get to chatting with them, you asked, you know, to go a little deeper with them, and then all of a sudden you, just, you hit some kind of a landmine. It's like, man, I cannot believe I just asked that and now here we go.
2: Yeah, you know, and I try to be cautious there that because you don't know people. You don't know how they're going to respond, right? So if I, if I kind of hit something, you know, first of all, I try to stay away from, you know, God was Democrat or Republican, right? I'm, you know, who knows, right? <laughs> so, you know, yeah. you get into stuff like that. You voted for who? I can't believe you would vote for Trump. Are you kidding me? I, you stay away from that. And if you do hit that, you go, hey, you know what? I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean it. I, that wasn't what I meant by that. And I'm really sorry about that. And here's the thing. The hardest thing for men to do is humble themselves. And, And that's the very thing that will cause us to receive from others, receive from God, and put us in a place where we can learn from other people. We don't know everything. And so to humble myself and go, you know what? Doug knows a lot more than me. You know what? Ron knows a lot more than me. Hey, this guy, he knows something I don't know. Instead of me trying to tell him what I know that he doesn't know, why don't I find out what he knows that I don't know? It's a tool. It's just, it takes practice. But once you start getting into that, it makes, it just humbles yourself. And it's amazing what you can learn from other people. And then when they see that this guy's sincere and he's genuine, they're going to listen to what's going on inside me.
1: Absolutely. Now that that's that's great information and information. You know, so we've talked a little bit about, you know, the things that you do to grow and how you connect with people. And, and one thing I, I often ask is, you know, kind of what are you world class at? But I, I can tell connecting with people and engaging with people um, seems to be where you just absolutely knock it out of the park. Now, um, I know you said that you've got a, a new book coming up and in the next segment. We're going to talk a little bit about that. But in addition to your books, are there any books that you might recommend that folks read?
2: Yeah, and I'm I listen, honestly straight up, but I'm being this <laughs> not because I wrote it. The the book I wrote, Love God Hate Church. You can get it on Amazon, just type in Love God Hate Church Mike Moore or go to lovegodhatechurch.net and that okay. will guide you through it. For people that, you know, I would love to talk to the 10 people in my world and my family about Christ, but I can't because they think I'm a freak and they won't listen. And they think church is a bunch of phony, hypocritical money mongers that we pay these pastors, you know, $50,000 a month to tell us what the word of God says and we can do it ourselves. I say, you know what? Buy one of these books for them. Because when they see, hate church, and they get into it, and they see this book is about the unconditional love of God found in Christ. Period. End of story. There's nothing to add to it. I say, buy a bunch, give them away, read it for yourself. It's life changing.
1: Gotcha. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm. It really is mind-boggling because I see a lot of that, and I've got a church that I'm engaged in, and I love it, and and I get fed, and and. You know some of the things that that, uh, that you that you hear about out there. I have not experienced them. You know, thank thank the Lord I haven't. Um, but I hear a lot about that, and there's people that are very standoffish, and, and they, you know, they, they just don't want that type of environment. So it's it's uh, definitely great great content there. And uh, kind of as we wrap up this segment, let's talk about advice. What's maybe one of the best pieces of advice that you've ever received?
2: The one of the best pieces of advice that I ever received. Now, that's pretty easy. Here's the best piece of advice. And I and I got it from my mother when I was a little boy. I told my brother and my mother one thing. Well, now I'll never forget this as long as I'm alive. She's deceased, wonderful Italian woman, grew up on the south side of Chicago. And, you know, just I just learned so much from my mom and dad. Dad's Irish, mom's Italian. Don't ask how they met. I have no clue, <laughs> right? Right. But so here's what she told my brother. and She goes, boys, do the world a favor. When you decide to do something, if you are not 100% passionate about it, do the world a favor. Don't do it.
1: Mm. Mm. Man, that is is great stuff for our ambitious listeners. And um, if you want to stay up to date with exciting and exclusive content, text ambitious text the word ambitious to 69922 standard messaging rates apply next we'll be talking more to mike more about what he is planning next right here on ambitious radio
3: Were you recently notified by a major retailer that there was a data breach and that your personal information had been compromised? When was the last time that you viewed all of your credit reports? Was it when you refinanced your home or maybe when you purchased a new car a couple of years ago? If so, go to roadtoblack.com. Come to make sure that you have not been a victim of identity theft. You might have also recently heard that more than 21 million government employees and contractors personal data was breached, including their social security numbers. Roadtoblack.com offers credit monitoring with alerts, score tracking, and a score simulator. Could you be at risk? Only if you have a social security number. Roadtoblack.com offers a one-stop solution with the credit information you need to stay informed. You can review your past credit history, check your current credit scores, and even use a credit simulator tool to get insight into what your credit could look like tomorrow. Just go to roadtoblack.com to see what's on your credit today. That's road, the number two, black.com. roadtoblack.com.
0: Back in here on the show. It's ambitious radio network. Hey, are you thinking of expanding your business but don't want to spend tens of thousands of dollars on a new phone system? Consider Grasshopper.com. You get to keep your existing number, you have multiple extensions, voicemails transcribed, and no new hardware. Grasshopper.com is the entrepreneur's phone system. Let's get back to the show with Doug Parker.
1: All right, guys, we're talking to Mike Moore today on Ambitious Radio, and we're going to talk to him a little bit about kind of how he goes through his planning and what's next for him. But I want to touch uh, a little bit more on, on the book, Love, God, Hate Church. Um, Mike, so h- how did you determine uh, to write that book? What, how was that placed on your heart to do that?
2: You know, um, <laughs> I love it. You know, people have said, man, that's a pretty uh, aggressive title, right? So have a Facebook page called love god hate church right and that will direct you you know to amazon to love god hate church where you can buy the book or you go into love god and that will do it but it's funny some of the facebook uh entries you know that we get from people are hilarious doug it is one guy and he goes really son he goes love God and hate his bride. Wow. You better think that through. And then he used some four letter, you know, expletives. And are you kidding me? It was, I was comical. I said, and and I wanted to write this guy back. My The guy's doing my, you know, marketing for me. I said, Mike, let everybody fight it out. You can't, because here's what I wanted to say, dude, read the book. (laughs) Nowhere in the book does it say, hate the bride of Christ. That's Colossians 1. We're all part of the church when we believe Jesus Christ died on a cross for our sins, was buried, and was resurrected. We are engrafted as Gentiles into the body of Christ. I'm not talking about that, but if this guy would have got the book, he'd realize I was talking about the institutional church. Now, check this out, Doug. You remember where Jesus said in Luke? He said, hey, unless you come after me and you want to follow me, but you hate your mother, your father, your brother, your sisters, your wife, and even your own life, unless you Mm -hmm. hate that, you can't be my disciple. Well, what was he saying? Hate everything because I'm a power-hungry God and you better just, I better know you hate everything but me. It's not what he was saying. He was talking about priority. But why, Doug? Because he knew if there was anything between us and him, here's what would happen. We would miss out on receiving his unconditional love and mercy and forgiveness and non-judgment for our life. Not the opposite where he's going, oh, I just, we worship him because he loves us so unconditionally and he doesn't hold anything against us. So here's what I said in in my book here. I said, listen, if there's any church that is putting rules and regulations and restrictions and laws and processes and structures above the unconditional love, mercy, forgiveness, and non-judgment of God. I think Jesus would say hate that church.
1: You, you know, let's talk about that for a minute because there's a lot of churches out there, and, and, it's, and I wouldn't even say churches the people that run the churches and that's the people that attend them. Okay. So let's, let's talk about that. So you heard, you know, wear your Sunday best, right? And so you want to dress up and go to church. However, if, if someone were to go to church, um, a lot of times, and maybe they, they've not been before, uh, or they don't know, or they don't have nice stuff or whatever the case is, and they show up, um, if, if you're not careful, you know, people will look at them if they don't look like them, smell like them, you know, maybe they've got you know, whatever tattoos, piercings, whatever, they don't fit in, and then they get to made feel like an outsider. The one time that they decide to go to church, maybe they're thinking they need something that the church has to offer that day, and then they get to made feel like an outsider. Um, you know, that's so. So how do you? But and I'm sure you've got a lot more of it in the book about that. But but how does someone deal with that? I mean, how does um, because that, that you know if you're out there alone. Um, trying to to navigate the world and we've all seen the discovery channel right So the you know the, the enemy comes like a a, a lion you know uh, looking to kill, steal and destroy. but we've all seen a discovery channel where they isolate the the young, the old, the weak, and they pick them off you know the, whether it's a lion or a hyena or any kind of big cat whatever they isolate those ones that are alone and you know with the title of the book if, if you're not careful people might be thinking they need to go at it alone and that's not what you're saying, right?
2: That's exactly what I'm saying. I'm not saying exactly. So it, it, I in the book, Love God, Hate Church, I address this. And so let, let's let let's get real. Let's go down a little deeper on this. It's okay for me to go to the quote-unquote institutional church, whatever that is, okay? And I can listen to the pastor, and I can go out with a group of people that went to the church. And we can talk about, you know, we didn't like to pass a sermon. We can tell how much we hate President Obama and how he's the devil. We can talk about, you know, how bad these people are, and I would never do that. And we can criticize the Democrats and we can criticize the Republicans and we can talk bad about our boss and we can be negative and that's acceptable, Doug. We're we're cool with that. We just wipe our mouth, go nothing happened. We can judge each other. We can look at another human being and judge them. We do it all day long. I can't believe that guy drives that car with that young wife. Oh, my goodness. He's probably some playboy. I'll bet you, you know, he's probably looking at porn all the time. And we can be unforgiving. I can't believe you would say that to me. I can't believe you did that to me. And we can go to church like nothing happened, Doug. But tell you what. If you're homosexual and you walk into our church holding someone's hand, dude, we'll have all the elders around you dragging you out of church. You can't do that here. I'm sorry. We got to get you in a group. You know, you who in here is watching pornography? Guys, we got to get you in a group. We need you to be self-disclosing. You know, we got to get grouped for, you know, it, it's just, it's not, it's it's not right. Now, I'm not condoning homosexuality. I'm not condoning pornography or anything. I'm saying we are not consistent as an institutional church. We put certain rules above some and not above another. And I'm saying God loves unconditionally. And we need to learn as an institution how to let God's unconditional love change the human heart. When I lead people to Christ that maybe are in a homosexual background, sometimes they go, wow, this is not the way God made me. And they get, they go through what they have to go through a process. And they're They go get married and have a family someday. Some go, you know what? Wow, I'm glad Jesus came into my life. I'm glad I'm forgiven, but I'm not sure I can give this up. I'm not sure I want to, you know. And then there's some that fall deeper in love with their partner after they receive Christ. Okay, is it my job for the rest of my life? Is it the church's job for the rest of their life to convince people that their behavior is wrong and they got to stop doing what they're doing or else? Or do we love people and let the love change the human heart? Because unless the love of God in Christ changes the human heart, behavior will be done in private. We will hide it. We won't show other people, yet we'll show up to church with a mask on and it's religion, and I'm sorry, Doug, but most of our churches are filled with people like that.
1: Sure. Well, and, and here's one other thing, and you, you could probably uh, go in a little bit more depth on it, um, but, you know, so, so we're, we are, we're all sinners. We all do stuff, you know, whether it's a little white lie or whatever, but um, what would you say about this, and then what would the Bible say about it? um, when it comes to, uh, different levels of sin. So I know in my eyes, unfortunately, if somebody murders somebody, to me, that looks a little bit different than if somebody tells a little white lie, but, but what is the, what's the good book say about that, about, about little white lies?
2: Yeah. You know, and and we're in agreement and listen, I would, let's what's important here is it's the why behind the what that's the most important. We can look at the what, Let's look at when God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses, okay? He said, hey, you know, don't murder. Okay, why? Because that man is made in my image or that woman. That man is someone's father. They'll lose a father. That man is someone's son. That man is someone's uh, husband. That man is an employee somewhere. And it, that man's made in my image. There's a reason behind the law, there's the why. And we want to talk about the rules, and we don't want to talk about the why. You know, You know, don't walk on the grass versus please let me grow. Okay, we, we get why, but we, we when, when that law is out there, Doug, we want to break it. That's the way humans are wired. If there's a law, that, no, I'm, I'm going to do the opposite. But if it's presented differently, and I'm not saying, listen, what I'm talking about is it is. There's wise. Listen, people, don't commit adultery. Why? That's not your wife. You know. It, there's a big thing in the church today on pornography. Don't do porn. You can't, man. That's good. But why, Doug? Yeah, because it. There's not a woman on planet Earth that can compete with the images in a man's mind, and and the enemy pornography destroys our mind. It hurts us doesn't help us. That We need to go to the whys. We need to explain the whys, not throw a bunch of laws and a do's and don'ts. And if you don't, we got to put you into a group. That's what we're missing out. We don't explain. We don't get into speaking to people about truth and letting them understand that it's deeper than, than this. Here's what you're not supposed to do. And when I read the word of God, when I read the scriptures, to me, you can read it in the indicative or the imperative. The imperative, it's a command manual. It's a law book. I don't need Jesus for that. I don't need the Holy Spirit. I just got to tell me the 15 things I'm not supposed to do and I won't do them. But my heart hasn't changed. But if I read it in the indicative, the word of God, God indicates who I am. He tells me, this is who you are, Mike. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17. You're brand new. You've been crucified with Christ, and you no longer live, but Christ lives in you. I need to know that. So when I do something, I go, Mike, that's not in accordance with who you are. That's just not who you are. I wouldn't murder. That's not who I am, Doug. It's not like, hey, I can't murder. The Bible says I can't murder. Wrong. I can't murder. I don't want to murder. It's not about I can't. I can if I want, but there's consequences. I don't want to. Let me give you one story, if I may. Sure. I'm teaching a bunch of lawyers, and we had this you know, discussion. We are doing it for about six months. And after about four months, this one guy says to me, he goes, Mike, you know what? I don't, I don't buy this. This grace. You're talking about grace of God, grace of God, grace of God. We're free to do whatever we want in grace. God's forgiven us. We're forgiven. Past, present, and future. And you're saying we can go, go out and do anything we want. I go, okay, if that's what you think I said. Well, what do you want to do then? He goes, I don't know. I'm just saying you said I can go out and do anything I want to do. I go, okay. that begs the question. What do you want to do? He goes, I don't know. Let's let's say um, let's say I just wanted to go have an affair on my wife. I go, wow, now we're getting somewhere. I said, well, let me begs another question. Do you want to? He goes, well, no. I go, okay. that still begs one more question. Why don't you want to? And he says, because the Bible says I can't. I go, really, bro? Wow, that's a great answer. Now, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to give you my credit card. I want you to take your wife out to a fancy restaurant in Dallas. Get a nice bottle of wine and, you know, have a really romantic dinner. And I want you to slide a key to your wife that you, you, the hotel's across the street. You're going to spend the night. You know, it's real fancy. And I want you to tell her the only reason you're not having a affair on her is because the Bible says you can't. And I said, mm-hmm. I looked at the guy, I said that and bro, you're telling me about grace. You're still under the law. You're still under a do or don't. You think your wife wants to hear that? Dude, she'd look at you and she'd get up and walk out of the restaurant. She wants to hear baby. It, the, I would, there's nobody on the planet. I love you so much. I wouldn't even think I wouldn't. I don't want to do that. I would never want to, you're my wife, you're the mother to my kids, I love you, that's the heart, you think God's any different, we're sitting here going, well, I don't do that, I don't look at that, I would never do, you never caught me at a club, not me, I would never go there, but in our hearts, we're angry, we're bitter, we're gossipers, we slander, we judge, we're unforgiving, but man, I'd never divorce, no man, you won't see me in those places. Come on, man. You don't think God sees our hearts?
1: Yeah, no, no, no question. No question about it. So there's, you know, lots of moving parts, and and uh, you know that's that's pretty deep stuff there. So it's a little deeper than sometimes our show goes. But I'm glad that we're going over it, and uh, it really is just you know great great information. So we've got Mike Moore. Um, We're going to wrap up the show. It's hard to believe we're already three-quarters of the way through the show, but we'll wrap up right after a brief word from our sponsors, and we'll hear more about what Mike does to recharge his ambitious body, mind, and spirit, right here on Ambitious Radio.
2: Shopping for a car, you go in thinking that this time you're really gonna get a great deal. Then the haggling starts. You have to fence with the salesman over the price, then verbally joust with the finance manager over the interest rate and all the extras they want to sell you. By the time you get out of there, you're glad to have escaped with your watch and rings. Stop the insanity. There's a better way, and that's to lease your next car from Autoflex Leasing. Call the leasing specialist at Autoflex and you'll find that getting your next car can be fast, easy, and fun. Your Autoflex specialist leases all makes and models, both new and used. They'll also pick up your trade-in for
0: an appraisal and deliver your new car to your home or office. Imagine leasing your next car and
2: never having to go to a dealer. Happens every day at Autoflex Leasing. To see for yourself, call Autoflex today at 817 or 972-234-1234 or reach them at autoflex.com. Autoflex Leasing, a better way to lease your next car.
0: And we're back in here on the show. It's Ambitious Radio Network, recharging the ambitious mind, body, and spirit made possible by RepairMyCreditNow.com. You know, having bad credit can be really draining. It's okay to not be okay as long as you're on the road to being okay. Let RepairMyCreditNow.com help get you back on track. You know, many of our ambitious listeners prefer to listen to books as opposed to reading them. Now, with that, we've teamed up with Audible.com to offer you one free audiobook. Just go to AmbitiousRadio.com, click on the Audible banner on the page to find out more. Back to the show now with Doug Parker.
1: All right, back on Ambitious Radio, we've got Mike Moore, successful business influencer. He's an author of a, of a brand new book that's Love God, Hate Church, and he's got another one that is on the horizon. Mike, what's what's the title of that new book you got coming out?
2: Well, hey, thanks for recognizing it. But by the way, I, I want to just say something. Doug, thanks for having me on your show um sure, you know, sure. you, have a, you have a lot of people a lot of uh, cool people on your show and and the fact that you would invite me uh really means a lot I so I just want to publicly say thank you very much I'm very grateful yeah so I wrote love god hate church which you can get on Amazon or go to lovegodhatechurch.net and uh yeah it's it, it's it's really for it's for people that have left the church and think they've left god but they really haven't It's for people that are are tired of the institution and want to know they can still have a relationship with God. It's people that don't even know God because they think that if they don't go to church, God wouldn't accept them. It's for everybody. And so, you know, get a copy for yourself. Get some for your friends and give them out to people that you know would never set foot in a church, but you really want to reach them with God's unconditional love. So that's why I wrote that book. And yes, the second book um, is called the, the Assassin of the Lesser Lover, and bi- the subtitle is Business and God Are Not Antonyms. And so that's exciting because basically it's about the relationship side of business, Doug. And, you know, when we're doing business, we we have so many protocols that we kind of put out there when we meet people or these walls between us and I'm, I'm, I, I wrote a book on saying, "What if those walls didn't exist? How would would I be able to approach somebody who's got this title and an ego that goes with it? How do I relate to a guy like this if I'm trying to sell to him? If I'm, he's my boss, and, or I, and I'm like that, and I got a boss above me? It addresses all these these issues of, you know, how can we be in business and use words?" That we, I think most of the business community has thrown out words like, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, uh, you know, let's, instead of trying to sue each other, maybe we can go to the table here and learn where, how I can look at myself and you can kind of tell me how I offended you and I can tell you how you offended me and let's sit down at the table and see if we could forgive the other person. Is it possible for us to come to a resolution? You don't see that. It's just if we can take our pride, our arrogance, our fear, you know, our unforgiveness and our judgment, and we can really kind of put that to the side and really look at, you know, and and some people won't listen to this even because their egos are so big. But, you know you you take IBM or some of the biggest corporations in the world, you know, GE and, you know, HP and Amazon and all these companies. Hey, listen, whether the CEO wants to realize it or not, God owns the company. I don't care whether or not, you know, Marissa Meyer from, from Yahoo gets 55 million to leave. God ran the company. Maybe, you know, people, I didn't do a good job of running that one. You know what I mean? But my point is, you know, we think, you know, hey, God's for Sunday, God's for little kids in Sunday school, and God's for you when you're 70 and over, and you have nobody who cares about you. You now you can talk about God. But let me tell you something. When business professionals between the ages of 20 and 60 get a hold of forgiveness and non-judgment and unconditional love and mercy and grace, the business marketplace will change.
1: So and when and when is that book scheduled to come out?
2: You know, we it's we it's in edit right now and it'll probably take a few months to get it edited and it'll probably i would say maybe in the fall is what we're, okay. we're shooting for so i'd love to come back on your show and talk about it but yeah probably be a, a, early fall would be a, I think a pretty aggressive date but yeah we're shooting for that
1: fantastic well that's great so we'll we'll definitely look at having you back on in, in uh, towards the end of the year and and uh, getting some more great nuggets and you know, more, uh, information obviously as it applies to the business world. So let's talk real quick in closing here about just some of the things, um, you know, that you do to kind of, uh, you know, recharge that ambitious body, mind and spirit. So, um, when it comes to, uh, you know, travel, those kinds of things, is there, is there favorite places that you like to, uh, to kind of go back to recharge or to go on vacation?
2: Yes, those are great questions. Uh, yeah. One of my favorite places, you know, is it's, People are gonna ah oh, yeah, but but it's Hawaii. I love Hawaii. I think it's real. Being on the beach in Hawaii, it's, it's just a magical place for me. And uh, I'm a I'm a I just passed my third level level WSET, which is a Wine and Spirits Education Trust. So I'm kind of a third level. It's it's it's, it's the same track as the Sommelier Court of Master Sommeliers. Only it's. They don't call themselves sommeliers. They're kind of wine experts. So just past my third level and I'm working on my fourth level. So when I go over to Italy and France and Spain, you know, the, you know, for me, sightseeing is visiting wineries and wine tasting, eating with the locals and getting to know them and eating their food and meeting people. So that's, that's kind of how I recharge overseas. And I always yeah, I but what I'm I'm always talking about, I want to know what your view of God is and why you have that view. Where did it come from and what are you doing now to either in, empower that or are you doing the opposite? And why? Because the book Love God, Hate Church that I wrote, you get it on Amazon like we talked about. That's what it addresses. It addresses meeting people and being real because if I'm gonna get close to people and they really wanna know what motivates me and why I'm so ambitious, because I'm a new creation in Christ, Doug.
1: Yep. yep. There's no, no hiding that. And I, and I'm, I, I'd love to be on a fly, uh, fly on the wall to hear some of those conversations because I bet it's significantly different than anything that they've heard before. It's, it's, it, you know, coming from a totally different, uh, different angle. So, um, when it comes to like a work life balance, um, do you think you got that figured out? Do you feel you're pretty good about that or and if so, how do you do that?
2: It's a good question. And I want to share a story on the, on the wine thing in a sec, but yeah, for me, there is no difference between work and play. Uh, it's the same. Uh, Play is work and work is play. There is no, you know, there's no separation. Well, you just worked eight hours. I was having fun. If I'm not having fun at my job, go do something else. Listen, Mary and Richard Amuedo, they get it. They're working. That's fun for them. It's their, it's a ministry for them. So they get it. So if you're going, well, I work 10 hours and I want free time. Dude, forget it. It's all the same, man. You got to make it fun. If, if work isn't play to you, then you're doing the wrong thing. And if when you're playing, you can't work, it's it's all the same. So there is no, you know, demarcation for me. You know, I used to know this by, um, I can't remember his name, it was the Master in the Art of Living. And I can't remember says, you know, there's no difference between work or play or church or that. It's all, all the same. When you're a master in the art of living, you're around people all day long. And so you're with people all day. Where's work? Where's play? I, it just, to me, it's the same. Gotcha.
1: Gotcha. And then you said, you, so one more thing you said on, uh, on the wine taking or something you wanted to bring up.
2: True. So when I'm trying to relate to people, the best way to relate to people is figure out Try to find the, the preciousness inside them and pull it out. So when I go over, I'm in a wine tasting. There's a group of 20 people after a tour, and nobody knows anybody. And, you know, they don't bring out their best wines. They bring out, you know, I'll let you try these and go, wait a minute. Wait, you just talked to us about your $250 bottles of wine. Now we're in your cellar here tasting, and we're drinking your $50. Where's your $250? Well, that's reserved. We don't, I said, hold on a minute. Here's my credit card. Go get two bottles. I'm buying it now. Go get two bottles. Excuse me, everybody. I just bought two bottles of the best wine. It's on me. Don't look at me. Since they won't serve it, I'll buy it and I'll serve it, okay? Let's enjoy it. Now everybody's going, oh, wow, where are you from, man? Well, I'm from here and I'm from there. Now we got a party going and then the owners feel embarrassed. They go, I don't worry about you. don't know if (laughs) it's anything. But (laughs) you got to start with giving or finding something valuable in the other person. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's getting to, you know, seeing it from their point of view, it, it definitely, uh, makes a huge difference. And, and you mentioned ego and some of those other things earlier. And, and I think, like I said, in getting to know you a little bit, you know, connecting with people, uh, on their level on, on what their subject or their topic is makes a huge difference where you're not just, you know, cramming stuff down, you know, down their throat and, and, and just Figuring out what they're all about, so I have really, um, really enjoyed the interview. And like I said, it's it's a little different than some of the ones we've we've done in the past. But I, I've, I'm glad that we you know, got a chance to pick your brain and and know what makes you tick. And and as we always do, guys, we'll have a, a show notes page where we'll put um, Mike's information and links to all the books and the Facebook page and all that kind of stuff, so that um, you know, you guys can go check it out in case you're listening to this while you're driving on the road or something. Uh, Mike, really, really, truly appreciate your time and investing, you know, in our ambitious listeners and Ambit Nation. Um, I'm sure you'll get some feedback. I'll be interested to hear what uh, what folks say, and uh, it should be exciting time. So, thank you so much for for coming on. And kind of as we close down um, every show, uh, every show, um, really just want to uh, to thank. Um, Everybody tune in on Wednesdays to Ambitious Radio where we, we interview thought leaders and exciting entrepreneurs changing the faces of their organizations. Remember, you can make money or you can make excuses, but you cannot make both. So go out there and be ambitious.
0: Thank you for listening to the Ambitious Radio Network, hosted by serial entrepreneur Doug Parker. Join us weekly as we have engaging conversations with ambitious entrepreneurs and thought leaders on topics that can be applied immediately after listening. Like what you've heard? Listen to other interviews at ambitiousradio.com or subscribe on iTunes.